Hey, it's Kat again, and welcome back to So Below, healing trauma with respect to our duality. And today I want to talk about some of the harsher realizations I've had as a survivor and some of the silver linings I found to those realizations. Um, Recently, I've realized that I just live in a different world than everybody else does. There is a world that survivors live in, and then there's the world that everyone else lives in. Not everyone's going to understand the world we live in, and it's hard to understand that and accept that. And that's something that has been one of the hardest realizations for me. So I wanted to go into that first and talk about how sometimes we're going to be dealing with the fact that the people that we care the most about and the people that we love the most aren't going to understand what happened to us. And they're not going to understand our thought process behind certain things, especially when it comes to things like abuse and domestic violence, where it's a prolonged thing in more than one incident. Um, you know, people ask, why did they stay? You're, there's the realization that people are going to lose respect for you. And they're going to look down on you and think different of you and wonder, you know, how you could make such stupid choices. And of course, not everyone's going to think that way. A lot of people are going to understand that there's more to it involved and that the thought process is involved in the grooming behind abuse is nuanced and it's subtle. And there's a whole lot to it that you just don't understand unless you're in it, unless you've been through it. It's a club you don't really want to be a part of. But the fact of the matter is, you don't understand unless you understand. And you can explain your side of things and give people a glimpse into your mind space, but no one will ever truly understand your experience but you. And that sounds like a terrifying and lonely prospect. But honestly, it's the most freeing thing in the world when you realize that you don't know that explanation to anyone. You don't owe anyone the thought process behind the choice that landed you in whatever fucked up situation you ended up in, but yourself. When you remember that you're accountable to ourselves alone, we're free to forgive ourselves for the choices that we made. And as soon as we have recognized the patterns that got us there and learned from them and learned to never repeat them. Because let's be real, anyone can say that they'd make different choices if they'd had the exact same life up to that point. Anyone could say they would never until they do. I remember making strong pronouncements that I would never lose my faith, that I would never lose the love I had for the Lord and for the gospel until I lost it. I remember making promises that I'd be sealed for time and all eternity to the same man until I couldn't do that anymore either. Promises to never stop being friends with someone until I cut them out of my life forever. Promises that I would never parent my children with screen time until I was too tired that I could barely move and the boob tube became the babysitter for 20 blissful minutes on the couch. The idea of needing another person to understand your side of the story is putting too much power in the hands of another over your precious energy. So this realization comes with a reality check. Not everyone was meant to carry the weight of our experience. Not everyone knows how to love a survivor. Not everyone's strong enough to walk with you every step step of the way. Show yourself and those around you compassion by learning to accept people at their limit for who they are and what they're capable of. Because that's as far as they'll be able to meet you. You can't expect you from other people, and you can't expect the same level of understanding and acceptance from other people that you have. Just because you can feel it doesn't mean that they can. And no matter what you do, people's preconceived notions will always be a factor in how people look at you and how they treat you once they know your story. Some people will always blame you a little. Some people will think less of you. Some people will lose respect for you. And hell, there are plenty of times we've lost respect for ourselves. So as much as it pains me to say, I understand it when they feel that way. 
Because I've been that judgmental asshole that didn't understand what happens to a person in certain situations. How privileged I was not to know. Be careful not to become hardened by other people's judgments, though. Because it's easy to resent the privilege of somebody who doesn't understand. Instead, I find myself trying to say, I'm so grateful that they don't understand. And I'm hopeful that they never will have to. Because I wouldn't wish what's happened to me on anybody. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, let alone somebody I care about. And just because they don't understand where I'm coming from, I can forgive them for not understanding and just be grateful that they don't understand. I don't want them to be a part of this club. That's one of the reasons I'm so open about my story, because I feel like if I explain myself more, then more people will understand, and then maybe they'll have a greater understanding for other people. Maybe there'll be more compassion when they see somebody who actually has their shit together, and they realize maybe there was more to it than I could have understood. Because it's easy to look down and judge somebody who's in the throes of the hell that was created for them by somebody else in a drug addiction, in the way that they parent their children afterwards, in the way that they don't deal with their shit. So I'm trying to deal with my shit and talk about my shit and make it public so that people can see that, yeah, people fuck up sometimes. People get into situations that they never in a million years would have thought that they'd be in. And you never know who's been through what. So just stop being a fucking asshole to everybody if we could all just be a little bit nicer to the world, a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more understanding, maybe there'd be less people too afraid to open their mouth and to say something because they're afraid somebody's not gonna believe them, somebody's not gonna take them seriously, or somebody is gonna blame them, which is the worst feeling in the entire world. When you have something happen to you and then have somebody turn around and ask you, well, what did you do to deserve it? Nothing, motherfucker. Pull your head out of your ass. People need to stop asking what we did to deserve these things. But they won't if they don't understand what gets you into them in the first place. There's an entire mindset involved. There's a grooming process. It's never just one day you start getting abused and then you let it happen over and over again. There's a process involved that makes you feel like you have to stick through that. There's so many things involved and nobody can understand unless they've walked in your shoes. Which means that there are so many people that are never gonna understand what you went through. Which is why you don't owe anybody your story. You don't owe anybody an explanation for why you made the choices that you made. And even if you've shared your story with somebody, you don't owe them the intimate details on how you got to the place that you got to. You're allowed to keep your thoughts to yourself. And when you realize that you don't owe people those expectations and that whether they understand or not is not your responsibility, their feelings about what you did and what you experienced, it's not your responsibility. That becomes a freeing experience the more you let go of those expectations of other people. Wearing the weight of other people's expectations is the thing that weighs us down the most in this world. It's the thing that gives us body image issues. It's the things that make us hate ourselves and makes young girls cut themselves and makes people suicidal because they feel like the world around them is judging them. When really, none of their judgments matter. The only judgment is the judgment you give yourself. That's why it's really important to cultivate your relationship with yourself. 
That's the next realization I had as a survivor, is you spend a lot of time alone. And that's a good thing. It's important to take time to yourself, to learn who you are, to really get down to know yourself in the most intimate levels. That way you get to pick and choose who you let on those levels with you. You don't have to bring everybody with you because, again, not everybody can handle your story. Not everybody can handle walking with you. Not everybody can handle it more than watching it like a reality TV series. It's entertainment. Make sure the person you're becoming is someone you like, someone you want to spend time with. I read online somewhere that if you want to live a good life, you make a list of all the things in your life that you like to do. And then you make a list of all the things in your life that you do. And wherever those lists don't line up, that's where you need to make changes. When you're alone, you get to decide what you like. When you, when you have no one else to answer to but yourself, you get to decide what it is that makes you happy, what brings you joy. Being alone is a scary process because it means looking at what happened to you, looking at your life and looking at where you've gone wrong, where you fucked up, where you need to make changes. It means doing the work and putting in the hard effort involved. And being alone is scary because you can't really avoid doing the work when you're alone. It's there and it's glaring and it's in your face. And when you have nobody else to talk to but yourself, things are going to come up. But the silver lining in that is when you really get down to it and decide if you're somebody that you like, if you're not, you can make changes and become the person that you like. And if you decide that you do like yourself, then you have to ask yourself, why the fuck do I care what other people think? Again, it's a release of weight. It's comforting to be able to say, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where another person's expectations or another person's feelings matter more than mine anymore. And that place only happens when you're alone. You can only get to that place when you take the time to be alone and work on yourself and figure out who you are, you have to look in the mirror. You have to do the introspection and you have to be the person that you want to be if you want to get through the healing process without fucking up the next generation. Being alone gives you the opportunity to take accountability where necessary and then assign a blame where you need to. If something's not yours, you can name it to the other person and release it from you, and then you no longer have to carry the weight of that burden. If it's not your fault that your parents abused you as a child, you can let that go. You didn't do anything to deserve that. That was their problem, not yours. Something you can release. When you can recognize, I wasn't the one that was being toxic. That person was gaslighting me, making me feel like I was crazy. And they were doing to me what they were accusing me of doing the entire time. When you can take the time to say it was them, not me, it gives you an opportunity to release the weight that you've been carrying. And it's amazing how far you can fly when you release other the weight of other people's expectations from yourself. It's amazing what happens in your life, how things fall into place. You have less bad days. You have more good days. Life feels better when you've taken the time to look into yourself and figure out what it is that you want from your life and take the steps to make those changes and make that progress and to grow the way that we should. Because that's the purpose of life, right? I've talked a lot about heaven and hell 
well, I've talked a lot about hell. I've never really gone into heaven very much because heaven isn't a place. I don't like that word. It's not a destination. And heaven makes it sound like a destination. Because even in the next life, it's a journey. Once you get through hell, when you get to the paradise part of it, there's more learning involved. There is a huge process involved on the other side that it never stops. You might think that once you, you're done here, you can go float off with cupids and playing harps in the sky, whatever. It's not like that. There's work to do no matter where you go, and it is a journey. Another realization you have as a survivor is you're going to lose a lot of friends. People are going to fall out of your life really fast. The ones that matter won't. But you're going to lose a lot of people. And again, that's where you get back to that being alone thing. There's nothing wrong with losing people. Life is transitory. People are like seasons, and they come into it for a purpose and for a time. The minute we accept that, it becomes a lot easier. I've talked a lot about becoming a passive observer in our own lives and about allowing things to happen as they are and just accepting them for what they are and letting them move on without letting it affect our energy, without letting it take over us. And the only way you can really do that is in taking that time alone which is a lot easier said than done. It involves changing your mindset. A lot of the times we've become addicted to the social interactions around us. We've become addicted to the constant need to reach out and have somebody else there. It's a distraction. And it's hard. You have to train your brain slowly. It's, it's a process of making new neural pathways. You have to make a conscious effort to say, you know what, it's okay that I'm alone. I'm going to take this time and I'm going to use it. It's a conscious effort to say, I'm going to put the effort in when I need to. You could say, woe is me. Nobody's there. Nobody loves me. I have no one there. Or you could say, how lucky I am that I don't owe anybody anything in this very moment. I'm free. It's all about the way you word things to yourself. It's all about your mindset. Again, it comes down to that words are powerful. There's a reason it's called spelling. When you catch yourself feeling sorry for yourself, and saying the things, oh, I'm so sad, I'm so lonely, you're telling your subconscious that you're lonely, and your subconscious is going to say, oh, yeah, I'm lonely. This is what lonely feels like. Instead of saying, I'm alone, I'm going to use this opportunity. But again, it's a cognitive effort that you have to make. So every time you start catching yourself slipping back into that negative mindset, allow yourself to validate your feelings. You might be thinking, oh, I have no friends. And you might Yeah, that might be true. You might not have any friends right now, but that's okay. You can be your own friend. So instead of saying, oh, I have no friends, this sucks. Changing the words and taking the time to cognitively put the effort in to stop yourself and say, wait, yeah, I have no friends, but that means now I get to get to the opportunity to get to know myself so that I can go and do the things that I like doing, so that I can go make friends at the places doing the things that I like to do. I'll surround myself with the people that enjoy the same things I enjoy. What that does is it gives you an opportunity to improve your surroundings. It gives you an opportunity to improve your vibration, to lift it up. Being alone and losing friends isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. That's the silver lining of losing your friends is that you get an opportunity to go make more. It's a big fucking world out there. There are a lot of people out there doing a lot of fun things that you probably want to be doing. 
So go out and do those things and find the friends that you want to make. Doing the things that you want to do with the same mindset that you have. My dad always used to say, Vestus virum reddit, clothes make the man. It goes to the concept, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Surround yourself with people that live the life you want to live, and your life is going to improve tenfold. You are what you surround yourself with. And when you're alone, you get the opportunity to decide what it is that you want to surround yourself with. I think the harshest realization of becoming a survivor is your life's totally different now. You started over. You're starting from scratch. And when you start your healing process, you are starting over. And the prospect of starting over is terrifying for a lot of people. But it should be the most freeing experience in the entire world. Starting over is rebuilding. It's rebirth. A caterpillar doesn't go into a cocoon thinking that it's going to come out a butterfly. It just does what it's supposed to do. I'm sure it's an uncomfortable process while it's in there metamorphosizing and turning into what it's supposed to be. A metamorphosis should be uncomfortable. Life gets uncomfortable when it's time to move. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, that means you need to be doing something. It means you need to get off your ass and you need to make a choice to improve your life because something is bothering you. When you are at peace, That means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And if life is uncomfortable for you, seek out the things that are uncomfortable and eliminate them from your life. Improve your situation. Work harder. And a lot of times working harder means just cutting people out. And you know what? It's working smarter, not harder. Because when you don't have the problems of dealing with all the other people in your life that didn't understand you anyways, and they didn't give a fuck enough to try, fuck them. Now you have more energy for yourself and it's going to be easier to do. Everything gets easier when you stop doling your fucks out like candy to everybody in the neighborhood. Keep them for yourself. Work on yourself so that when you're healed, you're projecting the best version of yourself possible. That's what we want from this life is to be the best version of ourselves. And the only way you can do that is if you're actually working towards it. We can hope for the best and have these pie-in-the-sky dreams of what our life is going to look like in 10 years from now. But unless you're actually working towards that goal and actually looking at yourself and saying, what person do I want to be in 10 years? Who is it that I want to be? Do I want to be this person now? Then I got to make changes. Because if you're going to do the same thing, it's the definition of insanity. Repeating yourself over and over and over again, expecting different results is going to get you nowhere. It's imperative that you move forward. So when you start feeling negative and feeling down and feeling alone, take it as an opportunity to move forward and to progress and to turn into the person that you're supposed to be. It's a beautiful opportunity and it's a beautiful process and it's painful and it's lonely and it's hard and it fucking sucks sometimes. But starting over is amazing. It is freeing and exhilarating. And it's something that we just got to get used to. There is one thing that's true, and that's reincarnation. I can tell you that much. We all made a choice to come back here. We're going to keep coming back and keep repeating these same mistakes and keep repeating patterns until we figure them out and move on from them. So take the time and move on from them now, because guess what? In the next life, the thing is that you can accomplish once you've moved on from the bullshit of this life.
are incredible. The things I've seen, I can't even describe. And I think that's honestly the biggest silver lining I can offer anyone. The idea that there's a destination that you can only reach if you're this amazing, perfect person is just so unattainable sometimes. And it feels impossible, especially when you're drowning in the shit that comes along with healing. But there is an end in sight when it comes to the pain of trauma. And no, it's not death. It's not the afterlife. It's not the next journey. It's something that is very attainable now in this life. As long as you're willing to put in the work and as long as you're willing to take the time alone and do the things that you have to do to become the person that you're supposed to be. Because it's that person that's capable of magic. It's that person that avoids hell. It's that person that avoids all the fire and brimstone and all the awful things that we're promised is going to happen to us if we're a bad person. But the fact of the matter is most of us are innately good. Most of us want to be good people, and they want to be the best versions of themselves. And as long as you're really working towards that and you put in the effort and you take the time to learn who you are and learn what you want from this life, you'll be able to achieve anything that you put your mind to. The work works, and that's the best possible silver lining I could give anybody.